coming up on the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. What you want to do, because the thing with testosterone, that I'll leave it just for men for now, is that I have like 30-year-old men who want to go on testosterone, and then I'm like, do you understand that it may, increase, it may decrease your fertility, it may decrease your sperm count and the sperm vitality? You may not want to do this right now. Um, you may want to try again. There's three ton other things that we can try first before we go there. Mm-hmm. And I think people don't understand that part going in. We and then they and they have a gold number because they see so and so on again on social media or a podcast talking. I want a 1200, 1400 mm-hmm. testosterone. My testosterone to the best, and it doesn't always work that way. I mean, I tell my patients you want at least a six hundred usually um, in a perfect world. I mean, and then like people in that 600, 900 is like the sweet spot. Um, and then if you if you do great at higher than that and you're not having any side effects and you're not converting to estrogen and you're not um, having any side effects, great. But again, you want to just find that sweet spot and then kind of go from there. Hello, and welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I'm Brian Grin, and I'm here to give you actionable tips to get your body back to what it once was 5, 10, even 15 years ago. Each week, I'll give you an in-depth interview with a health expert from around the world to cut through the fluff and get you long-term sustainable results. This week, I interviewed New York City-based anti-aging and integrative medicine practitioner, Dr. Neil Palvin. Dr. Paulvin uses an evidence-based approach to functional medicine using cutting-age advances in science, technology, and personalized precision medicine to help patients heal, thrive, and optimize their human potential. We discussed tips to optimize testosterone, Dr. Paulvin's favorite supplements to optimize health span, ways to fix brain fog and headaches, advantages of red light therapy, and his one tip to get your body back to what it once was. Really enjoyed my interview with Dr. Paulvin. I hope you do too. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy the show. All right. Welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin and I have Dr. Paulvin on. Welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. And you are located in New York, New York City. Um, Maybe tell the audience a little bit about your practice. I know you're anti-aging and um, integrative medicine, correct? Exactly. So yeah, my practice has kind of morphed over the years. Um, but right now it's pretty much about 75% anti-aging regenerative medicine with a, a sports medicine, pain medicine slant to it. And then the other like about a quarter is still what I call chronic illness, like fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, Lyme disease, things like that. Okay. And when did you open up your practice and what sort of got you into getting into that side of uh, like anti-aging and things like that? I mean, the one I've been in practice in Manhattan for about six years, overall over 20 now. Wow. Mm. Um, <laughs> and in terms of getting into it, it's kind of like a lot of docs or people who are into the the health the, the health spaces. I had headaches for years in med school that were very debilitating, tried everything just basic traditional, and they gave me more side effects than benefit. So I started looking for things that would help me. And I found things like acupuncture and breath work. And I'm like, wow, this actually, this stuff works. And I don't have any side effects. And then it kind of, I went down the rabbit hole from there. Gotcha. So, uh, so acupuncture really, I, I've done acupuncture once before. Is that something that you really um, recommend for your clients when it comes to maybe, um, you know, migraines and headaches and things like that? It's one, it's really, it's helpful. I mean, this is almost 20 years ago now. There wasn't as many things out as there are now. Right. Um, but it's it's definitely a great add-on and it, 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 it's, it, it definitely something that can help 
almost everybody and again had really no side effects to it so it, it's definitely um something that people should look into what is probably one of the more common things that you see in your practice and that you're helping people like uh, overcome i mean the main things that i get right now are two, probably three things um and I'll, i mean brain fog um the second thing is just patients don't know how how to deal with joint pain without being on steroids or unfortunately narcotics mm. and then just this chronic fatigue type situation they're under on overload right now just from everything going on um i mean the things that were so i mean everything starts really quickly just in terms of getting about either doing with a physical exam obviously evaluating the specific problem we're not just looking at the area itself but looking kind of at the whole body because so again everything could be either fascial related or um nerve related coming from if it's a something in the hand it could be from the neck if it's if it's a if it's a foot injury it could be from the hip so again we, we I, that's kind of the broader approach than some traditional medicine everything then anything like fatigue or brain fog we're always starting with lab work and microbiome testing and then combine so we take the, the old school foundational stuff and we mix it with some of the new things like peptides or ivs or, or red light therapy and again i like to play i like to have a huge toolbox which is mm. kind of why people come seek me out because i can kind of i can play on all sides of the fence yeah, no, that's great. And um, I feel like this is hopefully where a lot of, well, maybe not a lot, but uh, more doctors are going down this route, hopefully, and getting in on, you know, both the Western side and, you know, the traditional side, and then maybe, you know, more like the biohacking side. Yeah, there's some with, yeah, you got you, you have to have everything works. I always tell my patients, if, if, if the foundation of the house isn't good, doesn't matter what cool biohacking thing you're going to do, but the biohacking stuff is great. But it still comes down to that lab work and sleep and exercise and everything kind of goes from there. So right, that, the foundational tools, right? Exactly. And what are I mean? You mentioned sleep, um, exercise. What other foundational tools do you work on with your clients? I mean, the main four are again: is sleep, exercise, uh, stress stress management. I guess is probably the best way of putting it, and diet. And everybody's different. And I don't have like a a, a, a one size fits all for everybody because it doesn't work mm. um everybody's you have to kind of adapt to everything um but that that's to me is the core four and then like I said, the lab work is, is that other piece where again if somebody's thyroid is off or their immune system is overactive or what their gut health is awful then you got to fix that as well yeah and i know you're in new york city so and i'm hearing the horns in the back around <laughs> So you might, is stress something that is a common uh, occurrence with a lot of your clients, like just stress management and and ways to overcome, you know, obviously a stressful lifestyle? It is. It's actually, I'm amazed now that it it still is, but a lot of people now, I mean, three or four years ago, nobody would come to me and very few people would come to me and say, I'm doing breath work or I'm doing cold plunge to relax myself. And now it's become more nature. I think maybe more of the app, everything's kind of an app. There's an app for that type of thing where they can just hop on an app for five minutes before um, people are journaling now without me telling them, but it, there's definitely things that we definitely do. And again, it's always trying to figure out what they, what is going to work for them. What is figuring out what their triggers are. Is it something that's going to be short term? Is it a job loss? Or is it something that's going to be okay? I have five kids, and I have and from sixteen to two, and that's something that's going to be more lifelong. We got to work on more permanent type things, and and it's also figuring out. And I've grown men who are not going to be journaling or or doing yoga, and we got to potentially work on a, like exercise or other type of supplements versus 
some people are like, no, I'm going to, I do my breath work 15 minutes a day and I'm good to go. So it's, it's again, it's, it's always a moving target, but I think luckily, th- again, things have dramatically changed for a good way that people are now adopting or trying to treat their own health rather than waiting for somebody to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I always tell my patients, in some ways I'm always a traffic cop where I'm kind of saying, okay, you may want to check this out or check out this app or go do this person or watch this thing on YouTube or whatever, right. um, which works out really well. Yeah, that's the thing nowadays. It's like there's so much information out there between YouTube and even podcasting, um, and uh, and like you said, apps. It's like you you could the information's out there. It's just a matter of finding you know sort of what will work for you. Like some people, I've my wife and I have meditated with using certain apps or just even YouTube, um, some guided meditations, and um, you know, obviously, I I was just actually in Florida did did a bunch of yoga using some guided yoga classes on YouTube. So it's like everything's out there. It's just a matter of applying yourself, really. Yeah, pl- applying yourself on again, and it's trial and error. Yeah, um, and not be and also not being swayed by some stuff. that's sometimes too good to be true, but otherwise. And what would you say? What What are some things that you maybe some things that have gotten a bunch of hype but just haven't really lived up to them? Is there anything? that that any come off the top of your mind i mean the one thing is there's a lot of technology that like these cap looking things or these headset looking things that are saying put it on your head and for 15 minutes and put oh. on the program and i just haven't seen the the wow factor in a lot of cases with that um that's probably one thing mm-hmm. um try and think and like these people who are doing more it's it's the extreme part of it i mean there's people oh, i did a cold plunge for 20 minutes or i went in the sauna for an hour and a half it's understanding moderation is a lot of times better oh, better for your body um those are kind of the things that i'm seeing now i mean there's a bunch of supplements out there when i look at the supplements i'm like what you, this is gar is either sugar in there or filler in there that's not help you or the doses are either too high or too low and they're like i feel worse i'm all jittery now i'm like because there's this in there and that in there it's kind of like again, I think again, it's kind of become a buyer beware type of situation, which is a shame in healthcare. But yeah, well, coming, or it's here, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the supplement industry. I mean, that's that, that's like the wild, wild west a little bit. <laughs> I mean, Just a little bit, yeah, yeah. You really got to know where you're getting it from. I've had a few individuals who have their own supplement company, and they they tell me some stories about. You know how you know you just got to really be aware of where it's coming from, what who's sourcing it, and things like that. Exactly. Um, are there certain supplements that you look towards a lot as far as helping with your clients? Whether it's, I know, I know, I actually saw a write up you did on Instagram regarding um, spermidine. Um, and are there any things that sort of come to your mind that that are worthwhile looking into? I mean, besides the basics, I and mean, most people know vitamin D and omega three fish oil at this point. I mean, two two that I really really like. One is spermidine, which I love as long as you're not allergic to gluten. Um, cause it does derive from wheat germ. There are some gluten-free versions. Um, but it, if you, if you're into the anti-aging, it has technically the most anti-aging indications of any product in the world right now, even above rapamycin, which gets like 10 times more publicity, even though I love rapamycin as in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but it helps everything from gut health to brain health. And it's actually getting a niche cause it helps grow your hair and your eye, uh, and your eyelashes. And that that's what people care about more than the fact that it may be healing your gut. It's kind of interesting what people kind of fade into there and then the other one is something called your lysin a um it's a derivative of your gut microbiome um you can get a little bit from like pomegranates and berries but you just can't get enough to make it really useful and there's a couple of studies that come out in the last 
two or three months uh, showing that it may be linked to, well, you know, it helps with cartilage repair. It may have a link to Alzheimer's. It boosts what's called mitophagy, which is kind of the same thing as autophagy just for the mitochondria itself. And there's a lot of studies are coming out now, like a lot of professional, I found it interesting some professional teams were using it for muscle endurance and for healing joints. And now all these other cool studies are coming out in terms of gut and brain health that, and it's something that's very simple to get, not insanely expensive, which is always good. And what was the name of that one again? It's called Urolithin, U-R-O-L-I-T-H-I-N-A. Okay. Urolithin, say that one more time. Urolithin A. Yeah, I was like, I've heard a lot of supplements. I have not heard that one. It's, uh, it's gonna, by this time next year, I think it's going to be one of the most popular ones because the studies that are coming out. Um, I don't know if I'm using you want me using brand names or not using brand names. Everybody's no. different. Yeah. Um, but there's a couple, two big brands out there that have it, but it, it, it has a lot of cool benefits to it. Who? Yeah, you can say who had that. I don't. I mean, the main brand right now is something called MitoPure. MitoPure. Um, okay. Timeline Nutrition is the same thing. Yeah. Gosh, I feel like. Well, I'll look into that one. That one I've not heard of. Um, and I, what about testosterone? Why don't we touch a little bit on that? Is this something that you you run into with clients, and it seems like a hot topic, uh, especially for you know obviously middle aged men? Talk about the wild, wild west. That yeah, is, right. All everything's blazing there. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's great and bad all at the same time because I mean it's great that people are becoming aware of the importance of testosterone. Um, it's even that's best that women need it as well. It's not just a man topic, male topic. Sure. Um, the problem is, is that there's so much it's become, especially with the online medicine world that people like are just trying to push our levels beyond. And then they're having side effects of hair loss and man breast development and all these other things. So it's very important. Um, it's understanding what your goals are with it and understanding what you want to do because the thing with testosterone that i'll leave it just for men for now is that i have like 30 year old men who want to go on testosterone and then i'm like do you understand that it may increase it may decrease your fertility it may decrease your sperm count and the sperm vitality you may not want to do this right now um you may want to try again there's three ton of other things that we can try first before we go there mm-hmm. and i think people don't understand that part going in we, and then they, and they have a gold number because they see so and so on again on social media or a podcast talking. I want a 1200, 1400 mm-hmm. testosterone. My testosterone to be the best, and it doesn't always work that way. I mean, I tell my patients you want at least a six hundred usually um, in a perfect world. I mean, and then I like people in that six hundred nine hundred is like the sweet spot. Um, and then if you if you do great at higher than that, and you're not having any side effects, and you're not converting to estrogen, and you're not um having any side effects great but again you want to just find that sweet spot and then kind of go from there um and then also making sure that you understand that there's other labs that go along it's not just the testosterone it's a free testosterone which is your testosterone that's actually floating above in kind of the worker bee um you want to know your sex hormone binding globulin because if some there's net if that's too high then all your testosterone is bound to that and it's not the problem that you have, don't have enough it's that you don't have enough actually working Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, I think people just know, okay, I want my number high. I want to just have and build muscle and so on. They don't want, there's a lot of nuance to it now that people are, I think are starting to get a little bit, but it's, it's kind of breaking through the ice a little bit too. Okay. So from that point, what would you recommend? What are some of like maybe your top three recommendations to help naturally boost testosterone? 
naturally boost it. I mean, the first thing is going back. Ex- zone two, especially zone two to exercise. I mean, that's number one. Number two is getting deep sleep. I mean, if for everybody who's like an aura or whoop or whatever the wearable du jour is, making sure that deep sleep score is good because that's when your body's going to recycle the hormones. Um, in terms of other supplementation, um, I am a big fan of carnitine. Um, especially uh, now they're finding that maybe doing injectable carnitine may be better in terms of metabolizing it. Um, but you can also do it as pills. Um, I also like a, um, uh, I love omega three fish oil and shalajit are also can be helpful. Um, and then again, if we're trying to bring down the D- the sex hormone binding globulin, then we're looking at things kind of like uh, DHEA or boron or something called toncatalase. So there's Again, it depends on what where the the problems are, and also if your other if your hormones are way off, if your insulin's off, or your, or your cortisol's off, your hormones are like you probably had discussed. Your hormones are like a symphony. So if one thing's off, you got to fix that too, and not just ham the testosterone more and more and more. You got to fix the problem. You got to fix where the leak is. Yeah, and uh, I know you mentioned uh, before about you. You're one of the common th- issues that you see is brain fog. Um. What do you uh, stem that from? Is that a hormonal issue or uh, what are some of the reasonings for that? I mean, the, the, I mean, there's so many at this point. I mean, brain fog is, um, the, and the two or three most common are is gut health because of the gut-brain connection. Um, we see just a lot of that. Um, part of it is hormonal, definitely hormonal, both in men and women, having lack of testosterone, lack of estrogen, thyroid is off. So we um, other different reasons, insulin resistance. Um, and then the third is could be from concussion, like brain issues, concussion or Lyme disease, or now we're seeing unfortunately like the long COVID patients. So that's kind of the three major buckets. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously a lot of other things that could go into that as well. Yeah. And you, and it, I'm sure gut health comes up a lot as well in your practice. Are there like <clears throat> sort of go-to things that you implement with your clients to help improve gut health? I know it's sort of a wide wide range of things that could happen but yeah i mean like way i treat a lot of things and i try to is that especially now there's just so much new stuff out there um and and studies out there you want to pick from different buckets when you're treating a problem so with gut health you nine times at nine to nine most of the time you're trying to treat the gut lining and my favorites for that are something called bbc 157 which is a peptide there's also a new peptide called the rosatide which have been shown to heal the, the the one cell layer thick gut lining and the gut membrane. So if you don't fix the, again, you want to get rid of what's causing the problem, but also want to heal the gut lining. Um, then you can add in something like a glutamine as well, which is very healing. Um, we also add in butyrate because butyrate has so many great gut beneficial gut benefits to it, and but it works differently. So again, we're trying to treat from different buckets. Um and then a lot of times, either we're going to treat the infections. A lot of times, if you're doing a stool test, there could be a candida infection. There could be SIBO. We're treating that problem with some, whatever that happens to be. Um, and and those, that's kind of where we normally would treat it. And then, again, we also try to um, figure out, is it are they eating a lot of inflammatory foods? Are they sensitive to histamine foods? Again, that's kind of more personal step-by-step type thing. Like, I, I'm sensitive to foods with high histamine in it. I have the patients are obviously sensitive to gluten. So you got that's kind of the more individual part. But again, you want to try to hit it from different components. If you're just saying, okay, I'm just going to give you glutamine and and probiotics, it seems like people are just kind of handed out like candy and you don't fix the other stuff. 
sometimes you can just kind of chase your tail a little bit. Right. I was going to ask you about sort of the diet end of things. Um, what are some foods that are high in histamines? Um, definitely red wine, uh, cheeses, cured meats. Um, those are usually some of the, definitely the bigger ones. Okay. Yeah. No, no hard salami for you. <laughs> and then what about like, you, you know, obviously you hear like the carnivore diet, which is like almost like can be the ultimate elimination diet, I guess. Is that something that you've implemented with individuals that maybe certain gut, you know, certain foods are irritating their gut and they sort of do some type of elimination diet? Um, I do. I will do. I do do it to some cases. I am kind of at the point where I'm at where I'm the doctor who sees the patients with like the 10 inch thick chart. So they've done a lot of that already. Um, But I do you I'll use it. But again, I tend to try to do a little more of a focus based on I, I, this may sound what I, I like I kind of you can kind of get an idea what the issues are if they're presenting with histamine or mass I will do that if we're if it's more a gluten thing there are people where I say okay we're going to take all these things out if I have no idea then we say okay we're going to take all these things out and you're going to add things one by one by one mm-hmm. um, but usually a lot of times now there's enough either lab test indications or you can say they can say oh my god every time I have this I get triggered they say every time I have pizza I get triggered then you can kind of guess a little bit but yeah i i it's definitely gotta be part of it mm-hmm. um but the thing is gonna be so like i said you treat that part but you also want to treat with the, what it's already done like the inflammation or the allergic response okay uh well changing topics a little bit um mitochondria health okay <laughs> i actually just had um uh molly maloof who wrote the book spark factor and uh we talked a bunch about mit- mitochondria health what are some of the best ways to sort of optimize your mitochondria, you know, for, for, you know, energy and performance and things like that? It's, it's always quiet in here. And today, the, I apologize. Is like, oh, it's loud. Is Yeah. I hear the horns a little bit, it's not, you know. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I apologize. Um, That's okay. Uh, so in terms of mitochondria, again, it's a structured approach. Definitely. It's same. It's the same thing. It's, we know, deep sleep and, and exercise are the, the simple parts. Then we get into, um, I mean, the supplements, again, I love supplements and kind of the newer stuff, something called, I love MitoQ or a form of CoQ10 has to be on board. Um, but, uh, then I love, um, again, it's kind of, ones I've already talked about, spermidine, urolysin A, all target different parts of the mitochondria. Methylene um, blue? What about methylene blue? Methylene blue, I like. I like it as kind of as an add-on. I, I don't have, most of my patients aren't taking it every day. It's great, like a couple times a week. Um, I have patients take it also when they're having. Again, we talked about brain fog before. It's great because it helps with brain fog, it helps with energy, and it helps with the mitochondria. So I do do it a couple times a week. Most of my patients don't do it daily, um, but I love methylene blue. I love um, ribose. I love alpha lipoic acid, and then the tech side. Um, a lot of my patients when they're taking their supplements or doing a mitochondrial IV, we're doing a red light therapy with them. Um, or we'll have, or, and there also will sometimes add in a cold element to it, like a cold plunge and all those things are when you really jazz up your mitochondria, that's the way to do it. If you're getting it from multiple things at one time, rather than doing, okay, I'm going to have my methylene blue in the morning and I'm going to do my work on the afternoon. And then I'll take this at night. If you can do all of that at one time, it's a much more energizing for, and I patients will do like a five or a 10 day program with a fast or just break things down for like five or six days. And then they build everything back up and we supplement things like NAD, 
and some peptides like MOTC, which is the one I would recommend everybody look into now. The data with MOTC or or as a peptide is incredible right now. MOTC. Uh, so Mot, that's MOTC-C. Is that M-O-T-S dash C. Okay. Um, it's an exercise mimetic, which means that it, it, it'll stimulate exercise. It helps with weight loss. And it's also a mitochondrial peptide. So a lot of people are doing that with methylene blue. Um, another, whatever their cocktail du jour is at this point. There's so, but I love, I, that's with spermidine, probably my top two. And so for mitochondria, um, deep sleep zone two exercise, um, mm. NAC, NAC and NAD. You know, NAD, NAC, I don't use as much for mitochondria. Okay. I, it definitely has some potential with it. I'm um, definitely NAD. Um, Again, uh, as we speak now, uh, NMN may not be existing anymore. Uh, NR is still available, nicotinamide uh, riboside, um, or you can do the IVs. Um, carnitin. I love carnitine, but again, I like people doing it higher dose than a lot of people recommend. But again, talk to your healthcare provider about that. Um, again, I like people who now I'm more converting to people doing injections or the IV um, okay. if, if it's feasible for them. Um, it's not that like you can just do that at home. I'm going to do my IV right now, but... It's, it's usually a little more beneficial and also helps brain, again, brain fog as well. So again, the more things we can, and helps testosterone. So the, the more things I can check off with one medicine is, is, is great for me. It's great. To, the patients appreciate it rather than having to do 52 different things. Yeah. And I know you mentioned a couple of times already red light therapy, maybe uh, go a little bit into the reasonings about using that. I think it's a whole podcast by itself, but yeah, I mean, red light therapy, I mean, more and more data is coming out. Um, different frequencies of red light do different things. Um, some are better for deep versus some like more for inflammation and wound healing. Um, the reason I really like it is because again, it has that variation depending what frequencies are in there. Um, what it does, it also, so it helps main things that we, we use it for now. It helps with inflammation. Um, it does work on cytochrome oxidase, which is part of your, of your electron transport chain. So it's going to give you energy. It also works on the mitochondria there. Um, and then we're also using it now for everything from hair loss. The really thing that I'm really excited about, a, a big part of my practice is, is brain health. And now they're finding that intranasal and trans and not trans and, and, the, and the red light caps are now showing some promise with like neurodegenerative issues like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and just really? for maximizing brain performance, quote unquote. So for something that has very little side effect to do all those different things, um, it's pretty awesome. I think we're still trying to, again, I think in two or three years when some of this stuff gets really fine-tuned, it's going to be part of everybody's routine. Um, but of all the, all the technologies out there, it's one of my top ones I really prefer. Yeah, I, I actually just got a red light. Um, I did some this morning. Is this something that you do every day yourself um, or like every other day? I try to do it every other day. Yeah. Um, I have, I have, I call it Manhattanitis where I, I, I wish I had room in my apartment for everything. Um, <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times I'll have to wait. Okay. I got to go back to the office now and grab this or grab that. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I know I try to do it at least three times a week. Um, different. I have different. I have, I'm a red light junkie. I have a panel. I have a little wrap around. I have a, this, I have like the full, I have a friend who's the bed. It's kind of like, I kind of mix and match. I'm like a little kid in a candy store with red light. And and the studies done on red light, those those have been obviously uh, some of it's inconclusive in the sense that we're still are we still waiting on a lot of this stuff, but um, a lot of the stuff that's out is mainly like treating wrinkles, redness, acne, like scars, you know, things like that. 
It's both. I mean, there's yeah. a bunch of I've tried. I mean, there's a bunch of studies that just came out preliminary on the brain health part in terms of uh, that they found. I don't remember exactly. Like, I know the Vilite, which is the intranasal, and the Thor helmet. I think they showed some early indications with the neurodegenerative issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to misquote the study. They're smaller studies. I mean, they still need to be done on a fuller scale. But right. there are human studies, which is good. I mean, I don't think red light studies work well. And this is not a red light and animals, I don't think, are going to be as, as good as some other things we use it for. Um, the skin, the skins are definitely there. The gut health is already starting to come out. There's, it's still, it's probably gone from early to middle stage, I guess is the best way. I can, it's, it's useful. Is mm-hmm. it gospel and everybody and their mother should have red light right now? I can't say that definitively yet, right. um, but we're getting there. And the FDA is finally starting to approve some of these uh, these red lights for certain conditions. So that could be a stamp of approval as well. Okay. And then uh, I know you mentioned briefly earlier on about peptide therapy. Um, perhaps maybe go into that a little bit and, and the benefits regarding peptide therapy. Again, another whole podcast. I mean, I love peptides. I mean, <laughs> I think I mean peptides. For those who don't know, I mean, they can. They are small groups of amino acids. They either work on a hormone or a, uh, an enzyme system or a specific location. Um, they can be done in every way, from injectable to cream to IV. Um, and they pretty much now can have an input in almost everything out there. I mean, the main ones I, I call there's five. I love bucket the bucket analogy. There's the inflammation recovery. There's the gut health, there is the energy, there's anti-aging, and then I call it the vanity subset, which is like weight loss, hair, skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that encompasses most of them. I mean, there's a couple stragglers here and there, um, but those kind of the five main buckets of what peptides help with. Yeah, I mean, it's cool like that you have all these things at your disposal when when helping clients. Um, is it? Do you ever run into a problem where you're like, there's so many you know, sort of solutions and trying to figure out what works best? Not as much anymore. Okay. I mean, I've gotten it down. I mean, it, 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 I've learned the questions to ask ahead of time. Right. Um. Again, I my first question now, a couple, first couple of questions is, are you okay injecting yourself? How many things do you want to do at one time? Because I've had, I've recommended six things to a patient. If they only, and they come back two months later and say, I only did this. I'm like, okay, it's right. good to know that ahead of time. And like I said, there's so many things now that can hit almost a lot of the main things that I'm seeing, like, again, like spermidine or MOTC, uh, BPC, which is another peptide or red light that, again, there's so many things that overlap. So if somebody comes with gut health and brain health, okay, these three things I know are going to do both. So I I used to be a pain in the neck. Now it's it, I've learned the questions to ask and who I'm dealing with. And we, it, 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 it's, it's fun. It's kind of like, again, it's, I'm like a little kid in the toy store, like, okay, I want this and this and this and that. <laughs> And again, I, luckily my patients are coming to see me because they know that I do all that stuff. If they just want one specific thing, then I'm, they don't. I it's it's not always. I'm not always seeing that person. Yeah, and I think, and you mentioned earlier, you know, all this stuff like red light therapy, and you know, even the peptide therapy. I mean, it's great thing. There, it, there's great use behind it. But if you're not doing sort of the foundations, <laughs> you know, the sleep, right, the stress management, the exercise. I think a lot of that stuff can sort of, um, it, not that it's not useful, but I think you should focus on the foundation first and then you can sort of add on these other things. No, yeah. It's, like I said before, the foundation is crummy. Everything else is going to fall apart. So, right. I mean, you could, 
I mean, again, short term, you can always work around it. Like I have execs who are, I'm, I'm, I'm work right now for the next three months. I have to work till two in the morning. My sleep's going to be bad. I know it. Okay. Then we just have to add in some detours short term. And then we try to optimize the best we can. And again, luckily now with, again, 10 years ago, I was not able to look at somebody's aura score and say, okay, your deep sleep is bad. I have the way now of tracking at least a ballpark idea of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And patients are much more in tune with their bodies now. I mean, at least the patients I'm seeing are like, they know, I mean, they're a lot of times coming to me now and saying, I want to try this. Or what do you think about this? Or what do you think about hyperbat? And it's great because it makes things easier as opposed to 10 years ago when they're like, they look at me with like this weird look and like, what in the world are you talking about, Paul? And, and it's it's flipped. And I love how things have changed over now where patients are being much more proactive with their health. And a uh, cu- couple more questions. Do you, do you find that you have patients that come in there that are just, they're on like, let's say a statin or, or some type of drug that they probably don't even necessarily need to be on. And do you find you're, that you're trying to get your individual, these individuals off like, you know, certain prescription meds um, that are probably just over prescribed? It's both. I mean, I, again, I, I, it's, I mean, again, because I keep going back to the same thing because of the day that's out there now, I can usually get a good idea. I mean, I, I, what they need to be on, what they don't prescription wise. I mean, I have a lot of patients that, with, I mean, especially with, in the anti-inflammatory pain, that I'm usually able to get people off very easily. Uh, the brain stuff, the sleep stuff. I mean, I have so many patients on Adderall or um, what yeah. you want to call it, or Ambien. Talk about t- what eighty percent of the people are on Adderall, probably right. I mean, exactly. So those yeah. are things. I mean, yeah. So there's definitely I try to get everything done. Um, but I, I was like I said, I play on both sides of the fence. There's one or two meds that they need to be on, and their and their heart data is horrible. Then I have no problem being on something to protect their heart. And again, I always, in certain cases, I'm like, okay, your cardiologist has all your stuff. I know what, they're going to make that decision, and I can give some suggestions. You may want to. There's a study on this supplement like Arteriosil, which is great for the endothelium and what's called the glycocalyx. I like again in certain cases. I know my I know my place. But I, a lot of meds, I'm trying to get the patient off of the meds I know I can get them off of because I know that, unfortunately, in most cases, prescriptions have more side effects than supplements or lifestyle or doing red light therapy or something like that. I'm just curious. Uh, you talk about a mitochondrial respiration and things like that. Have you looked into aspirin um, as an antioxidant and something that could stimulate mitochondrial respiration? Have you, have you heard anything about that? I mean, I've heard things here and there. Um, and the reason I bring it up is, uh, I had, um, he, I haven't published it yet. Danny Roddy, a few other people who are like sort of the part of the Ray Pete, Dr. Ray Pete, um, uh, who recently just passed away has, you know, was, was a re- health researcher for I don't know, 40 years and he has articles on aspirin. And I don't know, I just threw that out there. Just w- w- curious if, if you've looked into that, um, also helping with lipid peroxidation, but anyways, I was just it curious. does help. I mean, it helps. I, I, it's not my go-to. Um, I've used it. I mean, a lot of cases, again, like you said, some patients are already on it and I use it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there's other things that can do the same thing. So I tend to limit um, what I'm prescribing versus other people to keep it under. I try to keep things under double digits if I can. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It, de- it definitely has benefits and has very limited side effects. So I, I, it's, it's, it's there. And again, 10, 15 years ago, or even whatever, I don't know, time limit it is. It's there. There's things that have some more benefits, but it, it, it works and it's very simple. And there's very, again, limited side effects, which is all good. 
Okay. And then lastly, what are some of the biomarkers that you have individuals look at um, as far as, you know, evaluating their health? Um, oh, there's a bunch. I mean, I'll, yeah. one of the, I mean, so, I mean the, the ones that are kind of beside the basic ones that everybody kind of knows about, I mean, the ones that are really going to prominence now is making sure that you're getting an NMR lipid panel. The basic LDL type thing is just not what we need anymore. Or a Boston Heart, again, a complex lipid panel with an apolipid protein B, which has now been shown to be the biggest indicator of heart illness and the thing that we have to be more actionable about than anything else. Um, I, I've gotten more into the uric acid because the uric, we know uric acid now has a link to a lot heart disease and things like that. Um, I love now, I just got mine this week, um, a DEXA scan because that gives us so much information. I love in bodies and what those types of at, in the gym type things, but they're just not as accurate. It lets you know visceral fat, which we know again has linked to everything from diabetes to cancer, unfortunately. And that's something that's not that expensive to do. And it's, it's so much more usable than other stuff. Um, trying to think what else. Oxidative stress has now become more and more common. Um, and then I like, um, like again, I think the sleep data is usable. It's not perfect. Right. But like the, 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 the wearables, you mean like the aura ring and the, the bio yeah. straps and things like exactly. that. Exactly. Because I yeah. can at least get an idea of the functionality, how well your body is responding. I don't have a fixed number in mind. But if I know that, okay, they went from, there's a, there's some flexibility, there's volatility. That's actually a good thing. If they're just stuck at one thing, I know their body's saying, okay, I'm overtaxed, help me now. Um, or we're going to go down the rabbit hole. I mean, those are some of the basic things I definitely look for besides the more common things that people do. Um, fasting insulin is probably a big one too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fasting insulin, hemoglobin A1C. Sure. Um, and CRP would Mac helps with both the heart health and just overall knowing how well insulin is. Yeah. Um, and now we're starting to get into more of the brain scans as well, but that's kind of more of it for people who are trying to do a really deep dive. Oh, wow. Um, You're doing brain scans? Um, yeah, we've heard out. We, we will do, um, like some people believe in spec scans, some people, which is Dr. Amon's kind of claim to fame. I do called QEGs where we're you can tell which part of the brain, which Parts of the brain are working or not working, frontal, the parietal areas, and one side versus the other. Each one will sometimes have different functions. Hmm. And I mean, I've done them, I've had somebody do them on me, and they're like, You have a problem with this for like a lot of time. I'm like, How'd you know that? And they're like, Well, because this is and this. So it's almost like they have this like psychic ability by just looking at your brain scan. Um, it's especially with hmm. people who have like mold or toxin exposure or have brain fog, it's really helpful. But really? that's a little further down the rabbit hole. Yeah, that one I have not heard. I mean, I've heard of brain scans, but not done sort of as a um, like an adjunct or like for anti aging. Yeah, yeah, that, and then also like we're also trying to do like a VO two max testing on people. Also, that's also very helpful, and also like what their metabolic rate is. Are they a fat burner? Are they not a fat burner? Can they switch? Are they metabolically flexible? Where they can switch between carbs and fats? Because if they can't, you got to change their exercise routine. Otherwise, they're going to have a hard time losing that weight. They're like, well, I'm not losing weight because you're not doing the right type of exercise. Mm -hmm. Even if you're going to the gym for an hour, you're not doing what you need to do. So we want to optimize that. So it's, that's the buzzword now. Optimize, 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 and be as most efficient as possible. Because you can't do 50 things. It's not, unless you're, it's not feasible. Unless you're Brian Johnson or who has $2 million a week to spend on it. Um, <laughs> who's that, Brian Johnson? I don't know. If yeah, he was, he, oh, yeah, he was just on like every news uh, channel. He spends like $2 million a year on everything he can do. He just like uh, to optimize his health. Um, 
It's in, it's his yeah. Routine. I mean, you could really go down the rabbit hole. I do like that. I do like DEXA scans. It's something that I do for my clients and myself as just like a baseline, just to know where you're at. Um, you know, it gives you obviously a lot more information than you probably need, but at least it gives you, you know, you know, lean mass and, and body fat percentage and things like that. It's so usable and it's so easy to do. I mean, I, it's, yeah. I, I was like, I'm done already. It was like six minutes. I'm like, and it wasn't, it's just awesome. Yeah. You, you can check your female, your bone health. I mean, again, it, to me, it's one of those things that's just a win-win. Yeah. I usually do them every four to six months, you know, just to see yeah. where I'm, see where I'm at. Exactly. Yeah. Optimally. Yeah. Um, a couple more questions and then we'll, we'll finish up. One was, uh, I'm a big routine guy. Are there any type of routines that you implement in your life? Uh, whether it's morning or evening that sort of sets you up for the day? In a perfect world, um, I tend to either meditate and or journal like the first 15 minutes of the day. And then I will, and then I try to, uh, the next thing I do is I'll try to kind of, okay, okay, what, what are the big three things I have to do that day? And okay. I find that I, this is kind of more on the entrepreneurial side is that I find that if I know, okay, these are three big things. I always try to pick out the thing I'm, I'm dreading the most. Mm-hmm. So, so if I get that done first, one, it's out of the way. And two, okay, I did that. I'm proud of myself. And then everything kind of, you're motivated to get through the rest of the day. If you're like dreading that one thing that you don't want to do, like going to the dentist or something, <laughs> the whole day, it kind of holds you back a little bit. Right. And then, and then, so I find that I tend, and I also have, have tried now to do time boxing, which is just like, okay, I'm going to do three hours of blogging today, work on my blog, and then that's it. I'm done. Whatever that time is, I'm done. You're not being a perfectionist. You're, you're working on it, and then you move on. Because I find otherwise my schedule just gets obsessed about one thing, and then my whole day gets blown up, and then nothing else gets done. And then, so I think that's kind of something, again, not even a medicine thing. But if you calm down your stress and your, it kind of works as well. And like I said, I, I try to do red light. It's red light exercise. I have my supplement routine. I got down to about six or seven on a regular basis. Um, let's hear. Let's hear your supplement stack. Oh boy, um, six things. Yeah, six things. Again, like I said, I have a. Um, there's a product now that actually has three of them in that I use. It's, it's spermidine or glutathione, which is a really strong antioxidant. And it has uh, green uh, green tea and fish oil in it. It's actually just four of the things I really like. Okay. Um, I I always take a nitric oxide supplement. I'm so, so I've been testing. That's another thing I've been trying to do more in my patients is see what their nitric oxide is. Is that like a beetroot or what is that what you're? Uh, it's a nitric. Actually, it's a nitric oxide now. I don't. I, the beetroots okay. aren't as strong. Okay. Um, what else do I use? Um, I definitely take a a, um, a mito Q. For my, uh, I take a mito Q. I take, um, I usually take some type of peptide a day. Now I'm on, on my Mott C cycle, so that's once a week, which is nice. And then I always take um, vitamin D. Those vitamin are vitamin D. Yeah, that's probably I'm probably missing one in there somewhere. Um, and then I take a uh, like a probiotic. I do take a probiotic. That, that's my core. That's your core. Okay. So yeah. So morning routine. You got meditation, journaling. And then you do your three biggest movers that are going to sort of take that next step for your business. Yeah, or I mean, it could, or it could or, be, it could be life as well. I mean, yeah. okay, I, I find that if I have a checklist and I get things done, it just keeps me organized. And again, if I'm more organized, I'm stressing. And when I have things are organized, and I can get to the gym, and I'm not like, well, I'll just put off the gym for today, and I, or right, 
I'm going to put off this other thing for today. It just works better. If I, if I'm a checklist person, I have to have my list done. Um, I'm not, my, I have other friends who like just kind of go with the flow laissez faire and it drives me crazy. I need to have at least yeah, some I'm the same way. To it. I'm the same way. Um, all right. Well, one last question for you. What, uh, what tip would you give a, maybe a middle-aged individual, maybe 50, 60 years old, and they're looking to sort of get their body back to what it once was 10 years ago. What maybe one tip would you give that individual? I mean, that's simple. I mean, it's the same thing I've been saying. I mean, we, it's just exercise, 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 because we know that they get older, they're going to have sarcopenia, which is a breakdown of muscle. And we know it affects everything from the brain health to your testosterone. So if that's fault. If you can, no matter, and there's so many things they can do now, it doesn't have to be lifted. We want you in some type of weight. Right. Um, but that's by far number one. And then making sure that you're supplementing it, be it creatine, be it branch chain of acids, make sure you're getting your leucine and then just and then uh working from there love that yeah can't go wrong with uh so resistant exercise resistance exercise you it would be your tip yeah yeah exactly totally agree um well dr paulvin this was great um glad you could take part of your day and and uh drop some knowledge on us and uh where's the best place for people to find you the best place for find me is either on as a website, which is doctor spelled out, D-O-C-T-O-R, my last name, paulvin.com, and the YouTube channel, Dr. Paulvin, are probably the two best places to get some inf- some information. Awesome. And then you're also on, uh, I see you're on Instagram, Dr. Paulvin on Instagram as well. Hey, yeah, exactly. All the social channels, yeah. Too many I, social channels, yes. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, stick to a few. I know you're, it seems, are you friends with Dr. Twyman? I had him on. Um, oh yes he's awesome he's yeah he can explain red light and hard health better than he, <laughs> if he told me to do something he's my go-to i mean like, okay good to know I, I, yeah, he's my go-to if i have a question about hard health i'm like hey is this something that's real and he's like yes he's like uh yeah. gives me the blessing and i'm good to go on that i respect him immensely yeah he was great i had him on not that long ago a, couple, a month or two ago so i noticed uh you had some he's following you so <laughs> Uh, it's a small world when it comes to the 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 biohacking realm, huh? Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. everybody knows everybody. Everybody's on the, like the same podcast. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's good though because again, you know who to trust and you know who's good information. Who's kind of just trying to sell a product? But no, he's great. A lot of great guys, great information. That's not uh, that helps people out a lot. Yeah, no doubt. Well, thank you so much for coming on and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. You too. Thanks for listening to the Get Lean Eat Clean podcast. I understand there are millions of other podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to mine and I appreciate that. Check out the show notes at briangrin.com for everything that was mentioned in this episode. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend or family member that's looking to get their body back to what it once was. Thanks again and have a great day.